forever. Dog. Did you Excuse order an me. SPF? Excuse me. Can I get an, a refill? Can I get a warm-up? Can I get a sleeve? Can I get a warm-up? Thank you. Gosh. Welcome, Welcome. back for another steaming, steaming piping, scalding <laughs> serving <laughs> of hot gas. Oh, it's our weekly chat show where we talk about events in our lives, lives. issues in politics, lives. and take a deep dive into the DMs. DMs. <laughs> Let's get into some hot Ding, 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 bong, 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 bong. Assorted hoopla. <laughs> That's actually the whole season one script of AJ and the Queen. Assorted hoopla. Uh. It's a, it's a, Come on! Have you watched AJ and the Queen? I've watched seven episodes of it. I'm on my favorite episode so far, which is Latrice and Monique, which I think oh. is by far the most natural, and yeah. it feels the least scripted. It feels like things that these girls would actually say mm-hmm. with the timing that they would say it, yeah. with actual good comedic timing, because, you know, Latrice is funny, yeah. and Monique ain't bad either. She's good for a laugh. And you know who wrote that out? Drew, Drew Drogi. Which is why I felt really bad, because earlier this week, when I was watching it, I... I posted something I said hey just let you guys know on your on, on my story I wrote just let you know the Trevor Project is always there to help with the Trevor Project number and I tagged him and then in my next little story it said because I know some of you watched AJ and the Queen last night and it was a binge so if they needed help um, what kind of, is that a joke? It was, yeah it was shady I'm saying if anybody was con- considering killing themselves after binge watching AJ and the Queen that oh they should call the Trevor Project God. and then I realized I have a lot of good friends on the show including the the writers and like people I would love to work with in the future I don't need to I don't need to be an asshole just because the opportunity for a joke is there and then Drew posted something this later in the week that something said wow how groundbreaking you don't like something like just like a uh, a, a meme text thing and I was like uh, you know what Drew you're right just because you don't like something you can shut up I should have shut up well I but have this a was lot, the best episode I have a lot to say why were you on AJ it AJ and the Queen I almost was but the timing didn't work out I was like flying overseas when they were filming it and I was not around to do it and I wonder what role I would have been up for I would hope that it would have been one of the Pittsburgh girls, which was one of the first episodes they went to Pittsburgh. And I was like, oh, I was devastated. I wasn't I wasn't there. There's a lot of people that weren't there. Maybe there's room for improvement in season two. There is a list of uh, (laughs) there is a list of issues Mm -hmm. that goes on and on. However, there are also a list of things that I really love. Her wigs. Ruby's wigs Uh, are amazing. Everybody else's wigs suck. A fortune, uh, Ruby, I mean, just seeing the drag is one of my favorite things because too. it is the, the hair and the clothes and the execution. And we're getting to see it from a different angle that we don't normally get to see. But like RuPaul has been doing doing drag excellently for a long time. And it takes a, a certain uh, it 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 is an ability to be able to hold drag and make it amazing and he really does it and getting to see it from all different angles is really great and I feel like 
I don't know. I felt like it was a very vulnerable uh, experience watching the show for RuPaul. And I feel like get I feel like I know him better now, having watched the whole thing. Yeah, because he's not acting. He's playing a thinly veiled version of himself. Yes. Under preposterous 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 scenarios that you would it ever is- give a man a hundred thousand dollars. Ever. I didn't even have a joint bank account with my husband until I told him I needed one because I didn't have any money. Listen, there's a lot of plot holes. There <laughs> there are a lot. It is but, a plot hole. The whole but thing. it's that sort of like fantasy. Nick described it as watching like a movie from the early 2000s over the course of 10 episodes, which is, I mean, I mean, it's heaven. Uh, it's, it's Star lovely. Booty. It's a Star Booty mini challenge. It's not Star Booty because Star Booty is uncomfortable to watch. It has costumed Carmen San Diego archetype villains with eye patches who run a pumping salon. <laughs> With, yes. with bad light in a bathroom it's and some cotton balls. I'm sorry, she didn't even have super glue in her hand when she was doing those cotton <laughs> balls. That is not how you pump. Like, come on. Like maybe you'll be a consultant next season. I can only hope. Drew Drogi, I'm sorry for the things I said. <laughs> I liked seeing the tape system in the first episode. Oh, I know. The first episode we're seeing the ripping the off of the RuPaul drag. That monologue at the... Listen, it's all heightened. It's all fantastical and fanciful and not realistic. The most fantastical thing is that dressing room being that big. Because I've never seen a dressing room that goddamn big. Diva, that's the tea. Yeah. Yeah. The dressing room is bigger than the stage. They can't all be a Diana Ross at the Felt Forum. I mean, and just like the... I'm... I'm not saying Dinah Ross is a dated reference. It's like, we know you're obsessed with it. You wrote about it in your book. It's the ending of his book is him meeting Diana Ross on a plane. On the Concord. And just like, you know, that being full circle. He wrote that book in like 95 or 96. We're in now 2020. Get past the fucking Diana stuff. Pick a new diva. Mm -mm. Update it a little bit. No, Diana Ross is amazing. I know she is. I recently just got really into Diana Ross and I started listening to like her all over Spotify. And I'm like, oh God, mahogany is everything. I'm I'm like, why have I not I've worshipped, but I have not fully worshipped enough. I don't I don't fully, fully worship because I heard that when she figured out that I'm coming out was about <laughs> gay people, she didn't want to do it. And then they convinced her to, but like I'm I've I've never I'm more of a Tina than a Diana for sure. I know. <laughs> do either of you know a blind queen? You can't smoke Diana. Um <laughs> do we know what? A blind queen. No, but it's one, I mean, it's one of those things that is sort of, I mean, so much of what we do is visual and like, it's really like a fear of of like going blind. I got spray adhesive in my eye once. You should have seen the other bitch. Oh, wow. (laughs) Um, The the funny thing is in episode one, when she defends um, Porkchop, she's like, hey, you can attack me, but don't come for Porkchop. (laughs) It's like. The only diva who keeps her real name. Yeah, everyone else gets a good old network drag. Oh, I was like, that is not Porkchop's name. <laughs> Territory. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's... it's Which uh, actually, I like Territory and Fabergé. I just thought some of the girls felt like they were wasted in the parts. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Wasted, meaning their talents were wasted. Not that they were fucked up. They were just wasted. Yeah. Like saying stilted dialogue and... 
I don't know. It's just, if okay, here's the thing. It's a 55-minute show. If they would have cut it down to a half hour, that would have sung. It would have cornered on four wheels. It would have been quicker. It would have been better. I didn't want it to be shorter. I didn't want it to be longer. longer. (laughs) And I never say that. I love it. I think it's so good. And I will rewatch it. I know. You're a masochist. (laughs) I love camp. How wonderfully camp. <laughs> it's literally the whole thing is wonderfully camp Did because you... it, none of it is realistic. But that's so much fun of it is being like, that's fucking bullshit. That would never that's happen. That's stupid. How the fuck did this man kidnap a child? And there's no repercussions. And they use counterfeit money uh, in various places. <laughs> the kids in all the clubs, like that's ever been allowed to happen. These the criminals, the villains are just walking backstage at a page. Girl, I dare you, anyone, try to get backstage at any pageant anywhere. You can't. It doesn't matter if you're the fucking president of the pageant. You are not allowed. Not without a baggie. Security is <laughs> so strict. <laughs> but that's the thing. There's so much of it that's just completely like nonsense. Did you know that RuPaul lives on the street that we shot Power on? <laughs> that's the thing. It's it's set in New York, but it's on the Warner Brothers. She's also sets. in Back it's to the Future at some point. Yeah, Laura Bell Bundy is there. Of Shout course. out to LBB. And now here's a little reference. LBB is the first person that I know to ever done oh with Show Can't Tell Brown. Oh, she was back doing it in 2005 during Rock of Ages. Um, so she invented it. No, I don't know that for uh, sure. She elevated it. Maybe she's the one that I figured it out from. Yeah. Um, but she's also in this, and she was pregnant while she was playing a mother. I love Laura Ball. She's great. Well, you may like it, you may hate it, but, but I watch think it. it's required viewing. Please watch it. Just put it on mute if you don't like it. The costumes are great. The hair is great. Um, some of the lighting is wonderful. It also has... The blind guy is super. Yeah. It also has employed a lot of our friends and a lot of people in our world and in our business, and uh, that's always a good thing. Yeah. And And there are probably going to be a lot of people who have never seen drag still who stumble upon that, who don't watch Drag Race. That's true. Well, switch over. Um... Now, I'm very excited to see something this weekend. Uh, you're in Golden Girls this upcoming yeah. weekend. And you did it last weekend, yes. too. Did yeah. You, did you have some abondaga soup? What do you um, eat when you're at Casita? I eat the enchiladas ve- vegetarianas. That's what I always got. Casita has amazing food. How was being a boy on stage? I'll well, be a boy for you. Right, exactly. Um, I'm playing two different male characters. Did uh, you call your coach? But I what? Did I what? Nothing. But I wanted to be in drag still, so I I messaged uh, Landon Sider and I was like, "Do you have any tips on like? Because I want to be in drag. Like yeah. I want to paint myself, but I want to be, be in like." The way he does, like a male illusion. So uh, I, I attempt that. I'm wearing lashes. I'm wearing full fucking beat. I'm wearing wigs, uh, and my body is fake. Like I pad my bo- my shoulders and like my chest and mm-hmm. stuff. And um, it's really uh, it's really fun doing male characters is hard, and I can't wait to fucking be a woman again. Well, I'm I'm coming this weekend, and we'll do notes after. Oh, good. Okay? Yeah, please. Yeah. <laughs> Um. Uh, do you have any resolutions this year? 
other than being more local and more um, organically sourced? I have low-resolution photos I can send you. For <laughs> Fifi just agreed for to be on the podcast. Really? Yes. yes. Oh. Oh, cool. That's a get. That's a fucking get. That's top three right there and All-Stars too. Okay. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> um... Aaron go bra. What does that actually mean? What? It's Irish, isn't it? Aaron go bra. Oh. Um. That should be a drag name. Aaron go bra. <laughs> it probably, it probably is over there. It probably is. <laughs> I bet it is eight times. <laughs> but you may have heard that same-sex marriage is now officially legal in Northern Ireland. So to this, we applaud. Yeah. Blue, Blue Hydrangea uh, did it. Thank you, She's, Blue. She is the hero for the gays at home. Uh, you are so great, Blue. Everything is much better. <laughs> we salute you, uh, Northern Ireland. Go out there and get married, divas. And then get divorced and get married again. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're going to leave this segment with uh, the Rainbow Spotlight song. We have a deep friend of the pod. He probably doesn't listen her. to us, but no, she's but we amazing. Love her so much. We grew up on her, watching her on talk show circuit doing yeah. uh, Judy and Marilyn and, yes. and and all these impersonations. Uh, yeah. He's a spot on vocal impersonator and a wonderful performer, Jimmy James. Yes. And, and the song, if you don't know it, you probably you know. Ain't it. been to a drag show. Right. <laughs> Even if you don't know what we're talking about, when you hear it, you're going to be like, oh, oh, it's the song they play at the beginning, beginning of the, the drop it's a, Oh, come on. The show's about to start. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. have to give a look, have a look, or show okay. a look. It's <laughs> no re- one ugly allowed. You know, you know a song has reached a cultural zeitgeist when... Um, it's the beginning of a drag show song, and yeah. I hear your songs and Jimmy's songs a lot. Well, I heavily lifted from Fashionista, which is the song, the our Rainbow Spotlight of the Week. But when I wrote Hi, I wanted a song that was sort of like the beginning of the drag show song, like Fashionista. So we salute you, uh, Jimmy James. And here is Fashionista. Fashionista. How do you No one ugly allowed. <laughs> are you ready? Here we go. Fashion is the art. Designers are the gods. Models play the part of angels in the dark. Which one of you would ever dare to go against? That beauty is a trade and everyone is paid fashionista. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is 
absolutely yeah. incredible. Or anime. Yeah. And under this sure. mask is another mask. <laughs> you can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Eat stress-free this spring with Factor's delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to eat in just two minutes. You can choose from a weekly menu of 35 options, including popular options like Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or vegan and veggie. Also, you're going to want to discover the 60 add-ons every week, like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks, and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and fuel up for your springtime goals. The Factor meals were so great. I love that they came in a recyclable container and with very little waste. And the food, delicious. My... Taste buds had a party. Exactly. Really good. Really easy to make. Loved it. Not a lot of cleanup because Factor Meals eliminates the hassle of the prepping, the cooking, and cleaning up. Simply heat and savor the good stuff, and you can customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need. And then pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Get chef-prepared meals on the table in two minutes with Factor's ready-to-eat meals. So you can get back to doing what you love this spring. And if you're looking for gourmet meals, try meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. In fact, we're celebrating Earth Day all month long. Look out for Earth Month Eats badge on the menu for our lowest carbon footprint meals. Head to factormeals.com slash drag50 and use code drag50 drag to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code drag50 50 at factormeals.com slash Drag 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is still active. Hello and welcome back for a little segment we like to call Let's Get Political Political I want to get political Let me hear your bullies Wow uh, if, if there are any sensitive listeners out there, we will be talking about some pretty graphic things in the next segment. So just go ahead a few minutes if you are easily triggered by um, some fucked up shit. Yep. And we're not talking about uh, seasons. Never mind. Sorry. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> so uh, this is from The Guardian and the sentencing recently came down for uh, the person who is... Uh, uh, considered to be Britain's most prolific rapist. Uh, And um, Reinhard Sinaga was sentenced to life with a minimum of 30 years last week after being found guilty of attacking 48 men in Manchester in the UK. Uh, Videos 
he recorded on two iPhones suggests that he attacked at least 195 men while they lay comatose in his city center flat having spiked their drinks with a date rape drug. Wow. Almost all were heterosexual and Sanaga boasting to friends of saving straight men he picked up when they were drunk outside nightclubs. Super Ray saved straight boys from their monstrous girlfriends, he said in a WhatsApp message after raping a young student in January 2015, joking that his bedroom was a discreet straight boy sanctuary. And a lot of his victims didn't even know they were raped until uh, they had been contacted by police because they found evidence on his cell phone about these people. One of his victims did wake up and reported him, but this guy's a monster. Uh, Yeah, that's really terrifying. I mean, the only point in talking about this, and we had a discussion about this, um, was that uh, this happens out there. So it's important to... uh, be aware of your drinks. Be aware of your surroundings. Be aware of um, what is going on when you're out. And that doesn't mean just if you're, uh, if you are a woman, or if you're, or it, for anyone. I think that's the important thing to yeah. take away from this. And um, people are fucking dying from fentanyl too. So you may want to, if you do party, get a little kit. So you can test your shit so you don't die from trying to have a good time, honestly. They have fentanyl fentanyl. tester kits? Yeah, you can test it for it. That's useful. I think it's like a tab or something. Something that changes color. That's very important out there. Yeah, especially in our community with the amount of people that do coke. Girl, yeah. I mean, how how would we get the drag show to start at 10 on a Monday? Everybody's still tired from the weekend. We encourage having a good time and we encourage going out and like living your life, but um, um, just do it really safely. Um, so uh, never leave your drink unattended. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've never uh, seen you do that. And if, <laughs> I Not know worried. it's never in the glass long enough. And um, always ask for consent, which yes. Period. Uh, so, um, in other news, we got a note from Drag Out the Vote. Oh, cool. Who yeah. are doing some good work. It says, hi, Alaska, Willem, and Dipper. Thanks for mentioning Drag Out the Vote a while back. We've been hard at work and some updates for the listeners. 2019, we registered voters in 39 cities on Work the World Tour and Bianca's It's Just Your Joke Tour. And in 2020, we'll be registering voters on drag tours, including Trixie, Miss Cracker, Sibling Rivalry, and Monet Exchange. Uh, we need to raise funds to do all the voter registration and to get these voters to the polls. And we want to let the listeners know that if they're in Minneapolis, they're doing a star-studded fundraiser on January 28th, partnering with Flip Flown Events, Deep Friend of the Pod, and Fifi O'Hara's Queens United Initiative. Mm-hmm. The amazing cast includes 17 queens, Trinity the Tuck, Monet, Ginger, Sugar Cane, Sherry Vine, Gia Gunn, and the flyer will be posted on Race Chaser Pod wow. on our Instagram if you'd like to see more. And also, House of Gaga oh, has whatever. given... Two tickets to Lady Gaga's Enigma residency in Vegas to use for the fundraising. So the complete prize package includes the tickets, flights, hotel, and a $100 gift card from Wigs and Grace, House Laboratories, and uh, ISLYNYC, which they make great glasses and accessories. Work. So you can purchase entries into this giveaway starting at 100 entries for just $10. Work. And uh, they also mentioned that they ran into Bobby, who is um, Lady Gaga's manager, at 
Justice for Art Pop during DragCon NYC in September. And that's how this all came about. So uh, reverberations of goodness coming from the House of Gaga, as always. And and the House of Thunderfuck. I mean... Okay! Also... Lastly, the presidential primaries are coming up very soon, and each state has a different registration deadline, you know, just to confuse us all. Information on the Gaga and Minneapolis fundraisers, as well as the registration deadlines, can be found at the link in their bio for Drag Out the Vote uh, on Twitter and on Instagram. Jackie says thanks. So uh, they're doing some really great work. And, of course, uh, top salute goes to Flip Phone Events and Fifi O'Hara for putting this all together. Yes, 100 much better. Deep friends of the pod, and it's very important to get out there, register to vote, and also use your right to vote. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, also, mm-hmm. from Liam. Oh, right. What? Yeah, this is also mm-hmm. political. We got lots of also. Yeah, well. Mm-hmm. Giving you options. Mm-hmm. Hi, ladies and dipper. <laughs> that hurt. After being on Twitter this week, who do those whistle tones? I wondered if everyone in Race Chaser Land had an opinion on the transphobia within our community. Recently, Boy George made some seemingly transphobic remarks on Twitter, which Drag Race UK winner The Vivian seemingly backed up. I was wondering what you guys think, considering more than one member of Drag Race UK cast identifies as non-binary or trans. Is this gross or is it just me? Attached for reference, love you dolls. Oh, I thought it was going to be a dick. No, it's the tweet. So run oh. us through that and let us know. So this guy named Liam Legend wrote in and he sent us this tweet that says, Boy George saying, leave your pronouns at the door. Then Jonathan says, this guy named G-Star Johnny, every venomous deranged tweet I come across has a pronounced bio attached. Pronoun bio. Pronoun bio. Oh. Meaning like a bio that says like she, her, or they, them, like in their bio. See, the only time I'm annoyed by pronouns is when people try to think it's their big break on Grinder, thinking of something funny for pronouns. You know, on Grinder, there's a thing that says pronouns and some people get creative and it's usually offensive or stupid and they think it's funny. And it's yeah. not something it's not something benign like I don't care what you call me. Just don't call me late for dinner. It's something usually stupid or derogatory to someone who actually cares about it. And, like, we're all just there for dick. You don't need to be insulting people, you yeah. know? And we don't care about what you actually think. We're there for the dick. Now, this, I don't know why Boy George said it. Well, when people specify their pronouns, I usually find that uh, it does two things. Uh, usually if it's, usually it's um, letting people know what they're comfortable with being called. So, like... Um, if you prefer to be called she or her, then you would say that and you can put this on like, I don't know, your profile on this or that or wherever. And then it sort of just clears up and like ends the confusion if there is any, if there's somewhere on the gender spectrum. Mm -hmm. So I think it gets a lot of like awkwardness out of the way. And it also... Maybe you're not on the, maybe you're, you know, maybe you're not anywhere in between on the spectrum, but you can also specify your pronouns because then it puts people at ease uh, who might feel really triggered by getting called the wrong pronoun. Because, I mean, going through like the trans experience is like, there's a lot of shit that you have to go through. And so this is a way of like clearing it up making it a little more comfortable for everybody. So 
I I don't I I don't understand. I I guess in response to this growing trend of like being able to express our pronouns or like specify them, there's people who want to like just be like, oh, fuck that. That's fucking which is like what this boy George thing is coming coming from. I think leave your pronouns out the door. I don't, is that what he's saying? I, I don't know. And um, this Liam guy wants us to pick a side, and I obviously can't. I mean, it, it it seems like something terrible, and I wouldn't want Boy George... I mean, he did change someone to a radiator, but I still like his music. Remember when he changed someone to a radiator? Oh, yeah. He chained a Run Boy to a radiator. <laughs> That's so upsetting. I just think it's easier to like let people be themselves to let people be themselves to avoid awkwardness. I don't think there's anything like affronting or violent or like horrible about saying this is what I prefer to be called. Yeah. I'm hoping that's not I hope it had something to do with something else. Let's ask Courtney. She knows about all that stuff. She's probably friends with them. As far as the Vivian. uh, She looks gorgeous. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know what uh, this is. And whoever the fuck Jonathan is, he, I mean, he says every venomous, deranged tweet I come across has a pronoun bio attached to it. Well, not everyone, because not everybody's babe, an asshole. There are a lot of venomous fucking bullshit out there that ha- that they don't even. Yeah, they don't specify. I don't have my pronouns in mine. <laughs> so, um. Yeah. I uh, I think it's uh, it's a bunch of bullshit and it's unfortunate. But thank you for the note, and uh, we support you out there. If you want to let us know your pronouns in your letters, please go go fucking go go for it because we we like to call people what they want to be called. I think uh, there needs to be a new, a new pronoun. A, a jinx. A jinx. Yeah, jinx needs her own. It's <laughs> kind of just like this goddess. Yeah, oh, like otherworldly, like Jinx. Yeah, you know? fully, fully. How completely. do you identify Jinx? D. I love Jinx. We will take a break, and we'll be right back. Is that an orb? Oh, oh it's a floating orb in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> this cave is enchanted. It's a diamond in the rough, you see. Oh, I've come from a land of far, far away. <laughs> Want to go spelunking, unking, unking, into the DMs. Our first message is from Nuno. Ahoy, Alaska's Bornak, Willem Lovelace, and Dipper Trintra de Mayo. 
I traveled from my current workstation in Deutschland to Manchester to meet the dolls last year, and I have to say that having Willem call me faggot was the <laughs> highlight of my year. <sighs> You've been my home away from home many, many, many times, and I support the pod immensely with merch and perch. But as is she from both picks and pricks, I'm desperately missing some official hot goss underwear. Oh. Just want to ask the comedy gals who are their utmost inspirations regarding comedy and what queer stand-up comedians are your faves. Mine is Tig Notaro. Bam. Thank you for all the content and dedication. Oh, like dedication, but to dick. Love and Ave Regina Vagina Nuno from Portugal. Obrigado. Oh, oh, did he send dick too? Yes. Oh, he needs some underwear to cover up that giant dick. Oh my hell. Oh. Should we do um hot goss underwear? A panty? A tap short? A tap yeah. panty? <laughs> 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 yes. Okay. I mean, piping. Oh, piping hot. <laughs> oh, I love it. What a great idea. Yeah, I love that. Well, um, why don't you describe the the dick mem- decoration? The, mem- the member is at least a two-hander. Um <laughs> And has a slight curvature upward. It's going north for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is uh, there is a, a smattering of hair at the base, trimmed. I can see the balls. There's two. Uh, the foreskin is peeled back, and the urethra is at the tippy top. Nuno is also wearing a uh, a uh, Tivana St. James. James Van Cartier Dupree de Lexington mm-hmm. Madison Bevington de Opulence O'Hara. And he has it pulled down to just barely cover his perky erection. <laughs> now this shirt, this blouse is still available, I believe. Limited quantities at this units. time. Yeah, we have a few units left <laughs> on uh, available on Drag, Drag Queen, Queen Merch. Merch. Dot com slash drag so yes so why don't you go on over there and you can check out the shirts and i i believe we still have a few units left they are flying off the shelf. we have a ticker right here on an led screen oh, and it shows God. us every time that um dozens of people buy them yeah uh so uh thank you one? very much nuno and do you want to read the next one from d <laughs> we didn't answer his question about stand-up comedy and inspiration Fuck! We talked about the dick. Move on. No, I'm just kidding. Mine's quick. I've been watching a lot of YouTube stand-up, and um, I was really impressed with uh, uh, Joel Kim Booster. Love. So funny. His thing about gay dads. And then um, Mateo Weiss. Lame. Not Mateo Lame. Is he a comedian? Queer. Mateo Weiss might be a porn star. Could be. I really like him too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm really into. I don't know if she's if she counts as queer. I mean, fuck, she kind of does. Uh, I'm really into Phyllis Diller lately. Oh, always. Um, her old Tonight Show shit and her roast. Oh my gosh, we've been going back and just watching her sets. So good, and they're so wacky and so funny and so smart, and she just keeps going and going and going. Also, Rodney Dangerfield. Also, not queer. Can I give some respect? Their sort of their their sort of way of delivering Lady lines Bugs. is right. I mean, so, underdogs. So funny and so good, but they're definitely like up there for me right now. Okay, from so D. D. Hi, Alaska Willow. Sweet D. Sweet D. Oh, I know Sweet D. <laughs> uh, Long time listener, first time writer. 
Love that you guys have been using your platform to raise money for rural fire service in Australia. Thank you for support. It means everything. With the world on fire, thanks to climate change, is there anything either of you can do in your drag or your personal lives to be more environmentally friendly? Love always, D. Thank you, sweet D. Yeah, we can recycle the paper that I'm reading this off of because I'm I can't give up hairspray. Oh my god. Okay, that's the, the next message. That's, that's the, the next message. Is there anything we can do? I believe in uh reducing. Me so too. I'm I'm trying to consciously reduce the amount of trash I put out because drag queens create a lot of fucking trash. And I also am very um, fastidious about recycling at my household. Yeah, I'm trying to cut down. I got a water thing, so Anthony stops buying plastic bottles. Mm-hmm. I put a Dyson in last year. Yeah. I'm trying to do, drive. yeah, I'm trying to save paper towels. I'm trying to mm-hmm. not buy paper towels and use like cloth ones. Love that. I have all those, thank you God for all these bottom boys bottom towels for years. Look right oh, there. Yeah. You're drinking out of a cup with your name on it. Yeah, I've been using the same red cup to drink water out of it, and it says Alaska in marker. I've been using it for months and months and months. Yeah, and she has her her teacup, which is a mug. Like we're we're trying. We're not. Um, you know, we we create a lot of waste and stuff, but like, I can't not wear fake nails, and that's plastic. Like, should I? But you can reuse them. I can. I do. But oh, yeah. We've when seen the receipts on that. <laughs> Oh, Kerr. Yeah, but how do you get the how do you get the Cool Ranch flavor out from under it? Oh, I keep it. I say. <laughs> <laughs> you nasty bitch. <laughs> this next message. What the fuck is this? Shade. Liza Minnelli yeah. and Willem in the same room. Any fun stories? That was it. it. That was the subject of the email, and it included this photo, and it's a still from Arrested Development. Arrested Development. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, I have a fun story. I. I still have that wig. Were you acting or were you an extra? I'm just curious. I don't know how old this is. I was an extra. Okay. It was okay. Yeah, it was central casting. I think it was like 2003 maybe. Okay. It was real early. I was wearing a um, a shirt I still have upstairs, but it's rhinestone now, and a Hillary Duff collection skirt for a child from Target that okay. I made into a little scoochie outfit. Love that. A pink Mighty Morphin Power Ranger boot. What was the scene that you were doing background work for? It was some gay bar drag scene. Liza was there and they we rehearsed <laughs> before lunch and mm. nothing landed really. And she was walking out and I had a disposable camera and I was like, can I get a picture? And she was like, yeah. She had a cigarette in her mouth already. And she was oh. like, yeah, they changed all my lines. Like... They changed everything. And I was like, and she had avocado on her face. And I didn't want to be like, hey, clean up for the photo. But it was, it was cool. She was really awesome. Do you have the pictures somewhere? I look like Beauty and the Beast. I look straight up like Ron Perlman in that 1980s Beauty and the Beast. But if he had a baby with Linda Hamilton. Okay. I look, I'm all jaw. I look like Quagmire. Giggity giggity goo. It's, Who is sitting with you at the table here? Because that's obviously another diva. Oh, some trons. Someone dressed like um, Drew Barrymore at the beginning of Scream. <laughs> oh my! You can see how shiny the wig is. Hey. 
way it works. Oh, God. From Bracken. <laughs> oh, is this the Bracken I'm thinking of? Hi, Alaska Willem and Dipper. My name is Bracken. I am a 13-year-old drag queen and a deep friend of the pod, or at least of the parts my mom will let me listen to. Very prudent. I Mother like sucks cocks in hell. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know you have talked a bit about kids in the queer community and the possibility of Drag Race Junior, and this caused some debate about sanitizing drag in queer spaces and also the suitability of drag for kids. I know you're all probably really busy, but I wanted to send a copy of a documentary I was lucky enough to be in. It follows a group of drag kids and their families. The doc celebrates ballroom, drag, family, and the importance of open spaces for kids in the queer community. I think it really highlights the importance of drag as a form of expression for all ages. And that creating appropriate spaces for kids to be a part of their community doesn't detract from the world, but builds it. It also It's also just really sweet film about crazy bunch of queerdo kids, if I do say so myself. I just thought it might add to your conversation if drag queer youth gets brought up again. The doc is available on iTunes, Google Play, or Amazon. Thank you for your time. Do we have the name of the documentary? Because that sounds yeah, sounds important. Said it right there in the email. Bracken, I have uh, drag kids. Oh, drag kids. Okay, yeah. um, I would like to actually watch that. But uh, I've run into Bracken multiple times. Usually, a uh, it's either drag con or drag world. Mm-hmm. But we always run into each other. Bracken is always so lovely and always comes right up to the right up to the booth. And um, she's always lovely to see. Uh, and I, I, uh, I don't know. I think, fuck. If if I had drag as an outlet as a kid, I would have been so happy. So like, why the fuck not? That's what I say. I mean, sorry for my language, Brack. I, I sure. You know, more power to him. But some of these kids. As we saw at Wigstock. They're stealing your gigs. <laughs> they'll, they'll never be me, but um, oh, well. they, I saw kids be way uppity and out of place and made me literally go, like, look back at some mm-hmm. other girl in a mirror because these kids were entitled. A couple of them. A couple of them well, were, were entitled and the parents definitely weren't helping. That can happen with full grown adults, too. I need to stop looking at me like that. (laughs) (laughs) I think that Bracken is an example of Of a good one. A young, yes, a young person who participates in the art form of drag and uh, celebrates drag in all of its forms. And obviously, Bracken, you understand that there are so many different facets of the drag world. So, like, I don't think it would be appropriate for Bracken to go to certain shows that I've put on in the past. Agreed. But uh, but, but we all have an understanding about that. And I think that if we're like, this is a kid-friendly space, if you want to dress in drag, I believe it so firmly that drag is for everybody. I think it can be really empowering and revealing and like special for people. So uh, it's a, it's an amazing form of expression. And I think it's for everybody. And that means no matter what age or whatever you were assigned at birth. Yeah. And um, the drag syndrome people, have you met them? Yeah. They're really cool. So fun. Yeah. And um, they're amazing to have in the front row at a show. They, they were live their whole lives. In Montreal, they lived for us. Yeah. They were so fun. 
Um, last question of the week from Justin. Dear Alaska Willem mm-hmm. and Dippertina, a longtime listener, first time poster, and I have to thank you guys and God for all this pod because it kept me sane throughout the past semester of grad school. A lot of people say that. They listen to us in the car and like school and shit. Anyway. We're helping people get through school. Speaking of which, I'm currently sitting at the airport waiting to fly back for my last semester. And two days ago, I was thrown a curveball when the company I interned for told me they will not be bringing me back full time. I know that it was because of my internal structuring conflicts since some of my... F- since one of my friends in a different office told me so. My parents are trying to pit it on me, posting things referencing my homosexuality on Twitter or in Instagram captions and stories. They're usually supportive of me, but then things like this happen and it just makes me feel worse about myself and makes me feel like they'll always be partially disappointed about me being gay. On top of this, the no job has sent me into a spiral since there are many things that are changing and I have no clue where I'll be living or working or how I'll even have a job in four months when I graduate. If you guys have any advice or words of encouragement or stories like it would be greatly appreciated. Also, I'm sorry for the length of this message. Please enjoy these two explicit dick photos from me. Much love, Justin. Oh, wow. Justin, let me just tell you, you can find a job anywhere you go with this dick. You need to get a webcam. You need to find some guys to suck on it for money because they oh will. This God. dick is amazing. This dick is, is is almost thicker than his thumb extended. It is thick. It's beautiful. The balls are majestic. I'm pretty sure I saw one majestic. of them. I'm pretty sure I saw one of those balls chasing Indiana Jones one time. Oh my gosh. The the happy trail goes up the stomach and is so dense in one part you cannot see the bottom of the belly button, but it is there. I also see a whiff of taint. And it is a dark bushel of hair, but that dick, let me tell you, it is a doorstop. Damn. Well, it sounds as though you're young and you will have lots of opportunities for uh, op- for uh, employment in your life. And I want to clarify future. in the question, it said he didn't get the job because of internal structuring conflicts at the... I thought he lost a job. No, he was an intern and they didn't hire him full time and a friend of his works there. And it's because of internal structuring conflicts at the company. Okay. The way you read it, it sounded like he had some internal conflict, which he didn't mm. take the job. Okay. So I just want to clarify: the company didn't hire him, and his parents are like, "It's because you're gay." Well, here's the thing: if you, there's something negative in your life and you don't like it, you can cut it out of your life. So fucking mute your mom, mute your dad if they're saying some crazy shit that you don't like. Fucking mute them. I did it when I wasn't talking to my mom for a second, and it was great. I didn't have to like be mad at her every time I signed on to Facebook. You know, like, and, you know, it's just like, cut that negativity out of your life. There's no room for it. Just because they're your family, they don't have a right to make you miserable. And they're making you miserable because you're letting them make you miserable. You're letting yourself become in a mood because you're exposing yourself to some shit that you know you're not going to like. So fuck it, I think. Okay. That's really sound advice, actually. I don't think it's helpful for you to feel victimized over and over again. I don't think you should cut your parents out of your life forever, but I think that I think muting is a good word. Yeah. Because there's no sense in you going through that trauma again and again of not feeling accepted by your parents. The important thing is having surrounding yourself with a community uh, and friends who do accept you completely. And honestly, I think like I think in a lot of places and spaces being gay is actually kind of like helpful. Uh uh Cause I don't know who would, why would you not hire the gay intern? That doesn't make sense to me. I don't know. Uh, but there will be many opportunities for employment elsewhere. Especially with that dick. Okay. Honestly. 
Like, <laughs> as long as there's sidewalks. Is that a wart? Oh, my gosh. Right Don't look that closely. Where? On the bottom of the ball. No, that's on the print. Is that a, I, oh, it's yeah, a, it's, oh, it's a mole? It's not on the... Oh, okay. I almost Turn did the, the lights on. I almost did the thing where I hold up the piece of paper and... Um, pinch in with my fingers as though it's an iPad. Uh, People do that to my hole. <laughs> they don't need it to be any bigger. <laughs> I want to see the receipts. You cunt. Sing an opera. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this. Hot God. Send us your questions to racechaserpodcast at gmail.com. Good questions and nudity. Get priority boarding that's, after military. That's t- we have bonus video content available on patreon.com slash Willem. Sign up to be a patron and support the Davas. Just use the um, hashtag race chaser to search and you can watch videos of us a la carte. Follow us on IG at Willem at the only Alaska 5000 and at race chaser pod. We'll be back next week with more piping, steaming, scolding, boiling, hot Hot Goss is a Forever Dog podcast. Produced by Big Dipper. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Our theme song is graciously provided by ATF Enterprises. This goss is hot. hot.